You're now listening to the number one podcast on planet Earth. Winners win. Winners win. Mm -hmm. Straight up, they don't cover, which is unfortunate, but they win. Oh, she will. Mm -hmm. And she'll see me a winner. All right. You've come back. Jaybird, it is my pleasure to bring in this episode because it has become my least favorite team in the SEC, the Texas A&M Aggies, November the 25th at Tiger Stadium. Jay, redemption game, baby. Yeah, that sucks that you have to have a redemption team on a a four, on a redemption game on a four-win team. That does fucking suck. That was the – man, I I would hate to go back and listen to our day after podcast last year of that because I was so distraught watching us the Tuesday before get the five seed on – you know, watching the college college football playoff show and you see that you're the five and you are one game out of being in the playoff, Jay. That's it, man. That was a heartbreaker. Only Only two games. Only lost two games. Controlled your own destiny. Control your own destiny. You knew it. I knew we wasn't didn't have the best chance to beat Georgia, but it was just the idea, man. God, it was fucking. But uh, a little bit of foreshadowing right there. We were number five right then, and we're number five right now. And so that shows you where our program is. Before we get started on them, do you agree with their ranking, Jay? I think they're ranked like twenty fourth or something. You agree with that? No. <laughs> just a hard no. Yeah, no. Yeah, so uh, you're not now. Now, do I do I think that they're one of the top twenty most talented teams in the country? Yes. I mean, they have to be with that recruiting class. But but they, yeah, I mean, but they have to go out and prove it. Just because you're, you know, I I think that this year's A and M team. I'm not saying they got the potential to play off or nothing, but they have the potential to win nine or ten games this year. They have potential. Now, can they put it all together and win nine or ten games? I don't think so. But can. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I compare this team to the 2015 LSU team. Okay. You know, I know LSU started off 8-0 and went, you know, it was number two in the first college football ranking come out. I don't think A&M's going to be that. But I'm saying that LSU put together two, three pretty good recruiting classes back to back to back, and this is the year that, you know, all the freshmen were sophomores. And everybody, Leonard Fournette and Malachi – and, you know, Jamal Adams, they were all sophomores in 2015. Well, this number one recruiting class, they're all going to be sophomores. Oh. So this is the year that – and next year is even supposed to be probably projected to be better. But I'm saying that this year is, is a year that should make some noise. They should. Fuck. Now, will they? We'll see. That's pretty, uh, pretty good uh... – Pretty good comparison right there because, man, we had a hell of a class. And, and and it was one of them classes where the guys hit, you know? Like yeah. Leonard oh, yeah. hit. Malachi was our best receiver. Jamal was an absolute savage first-rounder. Like, yeah. those dudes hit. Yeah, and, and, and the, the class above them was Tredavious White and them, and they were you know, they were uh, juniors. You yeah. Know? yeah, it all came together. So, we're praying that don't happen. But let's get into last season recap, the 2022 Texas A&M Aggies. Jay, what you got? I mean, we just – so we just touched on it. You know, there was there was four, only four wins going to the LSU game and beat LSU by two touchdowns, pretty much. Um, you know, they they started off they beat San Houston thirty one nothing, then they then they lost to Appalachian State right off the bat. Yeah. Just a right gut off the punch. bat, right off the bat. I said, "Oh man, that's awesome." And then I thought, "Okay, they're playing number thirteen Miami," and we thought, "Moyo Cristobal," you know. Um, he's going to have them better prepared. Uh, it's going to be a better, different Miami team. Uh, I was wrong. Um, I guess it, just like everybody else, Miami was was terrible last year. They only scored nine points against that A&M team. That was bad, man. That was bad. And then they then they played number ten Arkansas. So you think, okay, well now Arkansas has hasn't beat them in two or three years. This is time to beat them. KJ Jefferson. They beat Arkansas too, man. Arkansas had every chance in the world to win that game. They just they lost. Yeah, the then, uh, go ahead. And then my favorite part of the season come in with Bray and M. What was that? Uh, they lost six in a row, baby. 
six in a row. Let's go through those games real quick, Jay. So at Mississippi State, they lost 42-24. They beat the brakes off of man. At Alabama, they, they gave Alabama all they wanted, but Bryce Young didn't start that game. You know, there's a couple factors in there. Yep. And they lost to South Carolina. They had a chance to beat South Carolina. And South Carolina wasn't as good at the time as they was at the end of the year. Then they played um, number 15, Ole Miss at home. Lost that one by three. Thank God. And, and then Florida, who was bad. They they lost to uh, Florida 41-24, to man. And then on top of that, Auburn, who had had a terrible season, had fired their Auburn. head coach. Auburn was just they was they was spent, man. They was you know, they had nothing left in the tank and they they just fought fought that whole game and come out with a win. You know, I was happy for Auburn. Um I always root for Auburn, even except when they play LSU for some reason. I don't know why, you know. But I always root for Auburn. Um and then they they beat UMass, but I thought, okay, UMass is UMass. I said LSU should be able to kill them, but I was nervous about that game because how young and talented and they had nothing to lose. And LSU had everything to lose. Yeah, they weren't playing and for a bowl game or anything. They had four wins. Wouldn't play for a bowl game. Four wins. And LSU just come off a terrible, probably one of the worst games they played all year against offensively against uh, Arkansas. So I was kind of nervous. You know, you shouldn't be nervous about a four-win team. You shouldn't at all. You yeah. never should be nervous playing a four-win team. But I was, and it showed eight. LSU played like dog shit that game. Yeah. And they finished the season five and seven, two and six in SEC. Yeah, that was a uh, really, really, really tough man for the, to watch that happen. And but one thing I learned about A and M last year, this Hane. Do you know anything about the Haynes King kid, Jay, who was their starting quarterback going into last year? Do you know anything about him in high school? No, I know he was kind of highly ranked coming out of high school. I just don't. Um, I know he's a four star kid. I just don't remember a whole lot about him. I watched a, a YouTube video of a bunch of Texas high school coaches talking about, like, the best high school players they ever seen. And there was some Vince Youngs, and there was some Kyler Murrays. There was actually a lot of Kyler Murrays. But there was a lot of people, Jay, who said that about Haynes King. Because he got, like, he, he you know, he was, like, really fast for a white guy. He had the ugliest throwing motion I've seen in the history of I'm, college football. I mean, I've never seen him. I've never seen him live. But I, I watched him on that uh, QB1 and highlights and whatever. I watched on ESPN once or twice. But – it's hard for me to say that Jake Fromm is one of the best high school quarterbacks I ever seen. Now that didn't translate to college; he was just mediocre in college. But he was a hell of a, college, a high school quarterback, man. He was throwing five, six hundred yards a game. It's crazy. He was you know? flinging that thing in Georgia. Yeah, and uh, just, it, it didn't it didn't translate to the co- collegiate field, man. I, I just thought so, I, mean, I guess what I was getting at is I thought Hanks King was going to be the guy, and he was going to like the recruit they needed and he was the Texas kid and he had done one a couple six A state championships. Maybe another another uh Trevor Lawrence or yep. Caleb Williams or somebody like that. Take a take a guess of where he's at now, Jay. Uh, I got it in my notes somewhere, but Georgia uh, Tech. Yeah. He is now at Georgia Tech. I'm I'm sure we'll get at least he went to later. a power five. Yeah, he went to power, power, power five, five school. Yep. I'm like, what's that guy uh what was the name? Calzada, he went to Incarnate Word. God, I forgot about Zach Calzada. <laughs> yep, Incarnate Word is where he went, huh? Yeah, Incarnate Word. He beat Alabama uh, a couple years ago. Now he's in Incarnate Word. Do you play, uh, play Magnese? So we, I made you give a grade for Florida last year. Give me a grade for Texas A and M and Jimbo Fisher in twenty twenty two. I would have gave him an F, but I gave him a D minus since they beat LSU. Yeah, they. Uh, the, that I'm sure that just. Oh, I've, I've been listening to the Texas A&M podcast because they live in my head. I'm, I'm going to say it all year long. I hate them. And, and they're like, oh, well, you know, we beat a, uh, LSU three out of the last five years, whatever it is, whatever the fucking sad is. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just irks me, man. The one thing we got going for us is they've never beat us in Tiger Stadium, uh, you know, since they've been in the SEC. And I would love to keep that going this year. All right. Do you want to get into the coaches, Jay? Yeah, I was just talking about uh... – so right out of the gate with uh, Jimbo, this is, is uh, to be a six-year LSU. I mean, I'm sorry, at A&M. Um, back in December of 2017, he signed a 10-year, $75 million contract. Oof. So, and he was five years in. And, no, I'm sorry, he was four years in his contract. On September 21st, 
he signed an extension which would go through 2020 2031 which will he'll earn $95 million through so he was going to earn 75 million so tack on another uh he's going to earn 95 million from 21 to to uh 31 and so even more you know what i'm saying he's going to average nine and a half million a year he's robbing uh, them jay he's robbing them blind oh yeah yeah so out of his time at a&m he is 30 he's 39 and 21 he's uh 23 and 18 in the sec He's uh, seven and ten versus top twenty-five opponents, and he's four and seven versus top ten opponents. Yikes! So I, I got a little, I got a little Jimbo stat for you. you. Usually give the stats. I figured I'd bring something to the table tonight. Okay. All right. In his from at Florida State, Jay from twenty ten to twenty seventeen, he was eighty three and twenty three. Okay. Eighty three, eighty three and twenty three. Mm-hmm. At A and M from only twenty eighteen to twenty twenty two. He's thirty nine and twenty one, so he's got twenty one losses already at A and M, and only thirty nine wins. Yeah. He had twenty three losses and eighty three wins at at Florida State. <laughs> yeah, but he he wasn't playing Alabama. LSU, I, I think that I, Georgia. I think that's the the beauty in the stat. It showed Tennessee. It he showed wasn't playing them. Yeah, he was he's early on what? Clemson being Clemson. And yeah. and and he he was, he, he was doing great was in the conference. <laughs> yeah, he's playing. He was playing. Listen, he's playing Duke, uh, Boston College, Boston College, Wake Forest, Syracuse. You know, yeah, Syracuse. Come on, man. Uh, I think that I th- that's what I love about that stat. Like he's yeah, he's probably that's why Dabo, the same. That's why Dabo's so good, man. Yeah, Dabo's so good. Man. And you're he's seeing Dabo fall off because he's not embracing NIL and transfer portal. He is. I'm, yeah. They're never gonna. You, I'll stand on this. They're never gonna win another national title. I can make an argument that they had two. Joe Burrow-like quarterbacks that he got back-to-back, and ever since he ain't had that, he didn't have that before, and he ain't had that after. He ain't winning shit. Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence were, I think he hit on two unbelievable and once-in-a-lifetime quarterbacks, and that's what you got to have, I think. If you don't have a defense like, and if you don't have a defense like Georgia or the recruits like Georgia, you got to have that, and I think he hit twice, and I don't think he'll ever win a natty again. I'm sorry, I just ran it on Clemson real quick. But, oh, that's, yeah, that's good. I mean, uh, what else? Uh, what else stands out about these coaches? Uh, so another one they lost uh, last year. They lost the offensive coordinator Daryl Dickey. He was offensive coordinator, tight ends coach. He um, the reason why they got rid of him. I know he wasn't calling the plays, but he had the offensive coordinator title. Uh, A and M was 360 yards a game, which was 12th in the SEC, and they averaged 22.8 points a game, which is 13th in the SEC. He's now moved on. He's the offensive analyst at Georgia. And then there's another guy they lost, running backs coach, uh, Tommy Robinson, if you remember him. LSU coach, former. Yeah. So the new hires they got, uh, they hired Bobby Petrino. Uh, and so the big question is, will Jimbo let him call the plays? You know, will Dang. he hand the keys over or will he interfere like Les Miles and you can run this play, but only under my uh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then they got a new running backs coach, uh, Markel Blackwell. He was a running back coach at Ole Miss last year. So that's that's pretty much the only difference in the coaches. Same, de- same defensive coordinator, same special teams and everything else, but just a couple of new faces on the team. Man, it, this is what's crazy about Jimbo, what irks me so bad. And so I listen to the Tex Ag podcast and stuff, and, and they're like, look, man, Jimbo, we've been at every practice. Uh, Bobby Petrino is calling the plays every practice, but that shows you how much pride Jimbo has. That when he's in front of a room of people, Jay, and they ask him, yeah. he won't say anything. He just see like, well, you know, it's a little bit of everything. We're gonna, it's a little bit. I'm on me. I'm gonna be in there, you know, and I gotta listen. And he will never just say his pride of him being a national championship coach and offensive mind. And everyone called him a, a QB whisperer for years and years. Will oh, not yeah. let him say in front of a room full of reporters that I could not do this job, and I we hired Bobby Petrino because of that reason. And that just feeds fuel to the fire of why I hate them so much. <laughs> you know, all right, you want to get into key players lost? Yeah. So last year they lost um, five star, only five starters from last year. They returned one of the most most uh, players in the SEC. Um, I think Missouri lost six, so I think they only. You know, A&M only lost five. Three guys from offense and two guys on defense. One went to the on offense, one NFL, two transferred, and one declared early. 
No, I'm sorry. Um, NFL and two transfer. They'll declare early. Uh, on defense, two guys, both of the NFL. So on offense, uh, Hayes King, like you said earlier, he had a 1,200 yards, 55% completion, seven touchdowns, six interceptions. Um, transferred to Georgia Tech, like you already mentioned. But the biggest loss they had on the team, probably the best football player on the team last year, was running back uh, Devon Achan. He led the team in rushing. He was third in SEC in yards. He had uh, 196 carries, 1,100 yards, and eight touchdowns. He also had 36 catches, 200 yards, and three touchdowns. And he had 312 yards for a touchdown. So he had over 1,600 yards and 12 all-purpose touchdowns last year. He was second-team All-SEC running back and first-team All-SEC All-Purpose player. I think him and Junkins so, were the best two in the in the SEC last year. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think that I think Achan was the best football player. I, I mean, I think Junkins was probably better running back, but I mean, it's all around. I think Achan was just good, man, and, and Rocket Sanders and and yeah, Achan. He was all three good, man. Yeah, Achan. That son of a bitch was so fast, dude. I watched a lot of yeah, him last good. year. God, he was good. He ate. Uh, he he killed us, by the way. Yeah, he smoked. Yeah, he's the main reason why I had a LSU. And he was like 80%, they said. Jesus yeah, they Christ. Him, I hate to see him at 100%. 100% to some bitch would have ran for 400 yards on us. <laughs> yeah. Where the and fuck was Matt House that game? Jesus Christ. I don't know, man. Or Harold Perkins. He was. They played Harold Perkins as middle linebacker, and they ate his lunch up, man. I just remember them eating his lunch up. Pray to, pray to God um, he's so, gotten oh, better. Yeah, no kidding. So, center, uh, they lost a – they're starting center. He started nine games and played in all 12. Last year, he was the SEC all-freshman. He transferred to uh, Cal. He was one of them, one of them um, recruiting class guys from 2022. I don't think he was a five-star, but he was one of the uh, big-time big recruits they had. Uh, and on defense, they lost uh, the starting cornerback and the starting uh, nickelback. Starting cornerback, Jalen Jones, he went seventh round to the Colts. Uh, he had he had 10 starts, 32 career starts in three years at AM. So he's had a lot of playing time. AM. Nickelback Antonio Johnson, he was fifth round for the Jaguars. He had 71 tackles, was second on the team, one interception, five pass deflections, one force fumble, two fumble recoveries. He was 20, 21, second team all SEC, and, and last year he was first team all SEC. So two pretty good players leading on defense. Two key players, man. You know, I'm looking through their, their roster. Their first team all ugly is what they are. <laughs> My God, I'm looking at their team website. I have seen seven of the ugliest dudes I've ever seen in my entire life. Are they, are they uglier than 2014 LSU baseball? Yes, and that is saying something, brother. <laughs> that is saying that's the ugliest, ugliest group of young men I've ever seen in my life until this moment right here. <laughs> These fucking five stars Jimbo recruited, I mean, they are. Woo! Jesus Christ. I, thank God they're good at football. They didn't get the other hand. Jesus. All right, Jay, you want to get into returning players? Okay, so on returning players, we got a quarterback, Connor Wegman. He started four games and played in five last year, including the win versus LSU, where he was 12 for 18, 155 yards, two touchdowns. He finished the year with a 900 yards passing, 55% completion. But his best stat, he had eight touchdowns and only – he had zero interceptions all year. So he did not throw an interception all year in five games, which is pretty pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, he was also one of the five eight-star – I'm sorry, one of the eight five-stars that they uh, picked up in 2022. He was the number three overall quarterback and number 22 overall player coming out of 2022. So he's coming back. And earlier this uh, – I think over the weekend, Jimbo announced him as a starter. Yep, he sure did. Um. So wide receiver, uh, Evan Stewart, he's coming back. All uh, SEC All-Freshman team, freshman All-American also. Uh, he led the team in receptions with 53 and yards, 650. He was also a five-star uh, prospect in 2022. The number one wide receiver in the country coming out of his recruiting class, uh, number six overall in the country. Kid, he was from uh, Tennessee. Another, I didn't know that. Um, another kid. Uh, Wide receiver, Anias Smith, he'll be a senior. He started and only played in four games before getting hurt. He uh, hurt, his, I think, his knee last year or something, but only played in four games. He started all four games he played in, but he only played in four, and he was still uh, 
like third on the team in receiving yard, 291 yards and two touchdowns. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, and then they got that kid coming back who was second on the team in receiving, who killed LSU. Can I, can I, get, can I give a him? guess? Can I give a guess? Go ahead. Moose Go Muhammad? Ahead. Moose Muhammad, 38 receptions, 610 yards and four touchdowns. He led the team in touchdowns last year. So, that's three big receivers coming back. Sneaky, um, sneaky good, like a top receiver class in the SEC. Yeah, he's good, man. Yeah. Um, tight end, uh, Donovan Green, he's a sophomore. He uh, 22 catches, 235 yards, and two touchdowns, which is, I mean, not great numbers, but, you know, he has some experience. But one of the biggest things besides the receiving core coming back is they returned four of their five offensive linemen who started 40 games combined last year. So left tackle, um, Trey Zahn, and left guard, Cam Dewberry, um, they both, they're, they're sophomores coming back. I think Trey Zahn is a junior and, and Dewberry will be a, a sophomore last year, a sophomore. And then right guard, Layden Robinson, and right tackle, uh, Ruben Father, Father Ree, I think you say his name, I'm not sure, are both uh, two-year starters. So this, this will be their second year, yeah. I'm sorry. So the, the first two, left tackle and uh, left guard, were, were going to be sophomores this year, and the other two guys are two-year starters. So that's what I'm saying. They got they got some experienced offensive line coming back, only losing one too. You want to hear a, so, a a a break? Who could be the breakout player at A&M this year, Jay? Who's that? According to the Texas A&M podcast, they said don't be surprised if Jake Johnson. If you know and if you're an LSU fan, you know who Jake Johnson is. Yeah, tight end. Tight end, brother of brother of uh, Max Johnson. He's a sophomore there, and they say they throwing it to him, brother, at practice. So don't be not surprised good. if he don't slide. Well, no, fuck him. We hope he yeah. breaks his leg. Not good. <laughs> you ain't a tiger, you tiger so, bait. So on defense, they uh they were turning like I said they were turning a lot on defense too, man. Uh returning Richardson, who's a uh, be a senior, the four year starter, making forty three starts at A and M. So he got a COVID year. So he was also the team captain last year. He led the team in tackles with seventy three tackles, one interception, five pass breakups, one four fumble, one fumble recovery. Okay. Senior linebacker uh, Chris Russell. He was uh, he had 66 tackles, which is third on the team. Two and a half sacks, which is second on the team. One forced fumble, one fumble recovery. Um, another linebacker, junior uh, Edron Cooper. He's from Covington, Louisiana, and he was a number eight outside linebacker in 2020. Number 115 overall in the country coming out of 2020. Um, he had 61 tackles, which was fourth. The one interception, uh, five pass deflections. One four fumble, one fumble recovery. So he could be the linebackers will be uh, sure up, man. Um, and then another safety, Gilbert. He's um, a junior. He's he's from he's from U High. The two two uh, two starters on the damn team. Um, oh, he not, was a number. Not counting Jacoby Jacoby Matthews from Ponchatoula. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He I don't know how much playing time he's going to get this year, but it's just crazy. Geez, he's yeah. behind him. It's just crazy. Yeah. So he was so uh, Gilbert was the number eleven safety in the country coming out of twenty twenty one. He uh, had sixty one tackles, was fifth on the team, two interceptions, four pass breakups. Cornerback uh, Tyreek Campbell, who's a junior, he's two thousand one All Freshman SEC uh, player. He's a two year starter. Last year had forty four tackles, eight pass breakups, and then uh, two different two defensive tackles are coming back. One's a senior, t- team captain on the team, McKinley Jackson, and then. He had 37 tackles, two two sacks, and seven tackles for loss, which was second on the team. And then uh, LT Overton, he, he was one of them five-star kids coming out of 2022, number six defensive lineman in the country, number 17 overall prospect coming out of 2022. So that's what I said. They got, they got some talent coming back, man. If they can piece it all together, Rob, I don't see why they can't be at least uh, third in the SEC West. I don't – I really don't. Yeah, it's uh the talents there, man. It's the I hope that Jimbo and Bobby Petrino, they're both their type A car salesman bullshit personalities. I hope they clash. Deep down I, I think they I don't think they're going to, but it's easy to get along now when there's no pressure and you're you're undefeated right now. Uh if if somehow Miami could just sneak them with an uppercut week 2, <coughs> Jesus Christ, I would love that. Yeah. All right, you want to get into a recruiting update? So, right now, 2024, 
They have the number seven class in the country, 20 commits, one five-star, 17 four-stars. So the, the one five-star they have is a wide receiver, uh, Cameron Coleman out of Alabama. He's the number five wide receiver in the country, number 17 overall. And then they have um, number nine defensive lineman, uh, Evans. He's the number 40, he's 41st in the country overall from Longview, Texas. They have another wide receiver, Draylon Miller. Draylon Miller, he he's from Sealsby, Texas, not that far down the road, man. No. He is the number seventy fifth overall player in the country. Come down to LSU and A and M, who he chose from a couple about three weeks ago. I think he made his commitment. Uh, and a guy I work with, his name's Chris Omi. He's from Orange. I think his little boy is uh, his son is Case. I think he's going to be a pretty good player, man. He really likes LSU, which is good, and. Um, he he's been to some games when they play a little uh little Cypress Mauriceville, I think. LCM. Shout out, shout out Sean Landry. So they play they play uh Sealsby. And he said he's went and watched that uh Draylon Miller uh play. Mm-hmm. And he said he's one of the better football players he's ever seen. So oh, I got a pretty good one going there. I was hoping he'd come to LSU, man, but you know, he can't get them all, I guess. I'm uh I'm taking some pictures of these players days and after this podcast I'm gonna send you some of these players. I just kept going. <laughs> okay. It is okay. a brother. Brother, it is as bad, yeah. and it just keeps happening. Like, I just kept scrolling, and these son of a bitches are as ugly as homemade soap. <laughs> yeah. All right. You so want to uh, go ahead? Well, I was going to say, the 20, 23 class last year, uh, they had a number 10 class in the country, two five-stars, 14 four-stars, 34 commitments total. So the two five-stars they had was defensive lineman uh, DJ Hicks. He was the number 11 overall player in the country. From Katy, Texas, and number two running back Ruben Owens is number thirty-one overall from El Campo, Texas. Yikes! Um, so those two guys, I don't know where they're going to fit in. But I'm sure they're going to both get some playing time. And then they had the the, the other guys are uh, one of the higher-ranked four-star guys that I'm going to mention. Number two offensive guard in the country, Chase. He's a number. He's he's number seventy-two overall from Ramsey, New Jersey. He's a number two left tackle on the depth chart right now. Um, number five, wide receiver, Micah Tease. He's number 127 overall from Tulsa, Oklahoma. He is their uh, number two on the depth chart as their wide receiver X right now. Okay. So he's, I think he's he'll be behind that five-star from uh, two years ago, be a sophomore. Um, and then number 39, wide receiver, Raymond, Raymond Cottrell. He's from Florida. He's the number two wide receiver on the depth chart also. So those those five guys probably going to get some playing time this year. And then we already mentioned their, their 20, 22 recruiting class, how, how how many guys they had. So, All right. you know, I mean, when, when you put the number one recruiting class, 2022, you go to 2021, they had a number nine recruiting class, or number eight, pretty much number eight recruiting class, and then number 10, and then number seven now. And that's what I said. They start the talent is just starting to stack up, so they should be pretty good this year and pretty good next year. So we got a fucking. I mean? We should be. We should be pretty good this year and next year. We can't take another L from these fucking clowns, Jay. Come on, I know. Trust me, I know. Do you want to get into our favorite topic, the transfer portal? The portal. Take us through the portal, Jay. So in 2023, they had the number 68 class in the country. <laughs> this, okay. Number 68 overall because they only had 13 guys transfer in and they had 31 guys transfer out. Remember we did the podcast a long time ago. I said there was 40. I think it was 47 uh-huh. total. But they all they, they withdrew their name, a lot of them. Okay. Well, a lot of them, like, you know. 16 of them, I guess. Damn, they put at one time, out. at one time, yeah, one time they had 47 guys in the transfer portal, but they end up 31 total, which is a lot. So, in, you know, well, I mean, you can't hardly run through them all, but we're going to say that, so the ones in, mm-hmm. you know, the biggest, the biggest ones that they transferred in would have to be Tony Grimes from, from uh, he's a senior from North Carolina. He started 28 games in three years in North Carolina. He was a five-star cornerback in two, 2020. So his career at North Carolina, 
He had 97 tackles, one reception, and 20 pass deflection, which is a lot. So, yeah, that was probably um, a big get. Yeah, he, they got pegged, him pegged as a starter. Um, uh, cornerback Sam McCall from from uh, Florida State. They got him as a number two uh, player on the uh, depth chart behind Grimes. The cornerback Josh DeBerry, he's a senior from Boston College. He's also number two on the depth chart. So all three of these guys are going to get some playing time, you know. Okay. So now we're going to transfer out. Uh, so I said I can't be running through all 31 of these guys. I'm the main, you know, probably the top three yeah, biggest give them, losses give they had. Um, the biggest loss, hopefully this is the biggest loss, would be uh, Denver Harris. If he can get his stuff straight, five-star cornerback in 2022. He's one of the eight five-stars they had. Um, let's see if he can start at LSU. And, you know, currently nobody currently third string at LSU right now. So <laughs> <laughs> if we're just telling the maybe, truth. Maybe, maybe that'll change between now and Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Still, there's still time to stop the rings from turning. <laughs> oh Lord, another Eric Gilbert man. That's why I'm, I hate. I hate to hear that. I just, I was just um, penciling him. I was in the me and you were recording podcasts, and I was like, oh, this is my favorite player because I love DBs, and this kid's the next big thing. Psych. What happened? Is he still your favorite player? Fuck no. I, I gotta, I gotta pick a new one. Nah, you know who mine was. Percolator, baby. Percolator, hard, hard not to go, hard to go against Percolator. I'm a, I'm a DB guy, but I'm, I'm I was, still I up it was in there. Greg Brooks. Yeah, I do. I do. I love Greg Brooks. He probably is my favorite player, but I'm really trending towards Chris Hilton, Jay. Chris Hilton, I think, is going to be our fourth wide receiver along with Aaron Anderson. We said, said defensive and offensive, so he'll be your defensive guy. Oh God damn! It's it's probably Greg right now, and it's either going to be Zai Alexander or Deuce, whoever can play better out of Deuce and Zai. <laughs> I just love DBs, well, man. Well, what about Major Burns with that neck roll? No, oh, that makes me hate him. You know? I, lo- <laughs> I love, I do, I, I like him, and I'm glad he's there. And we need him. You know, we need the experience. But that, like come a, on, man, what are we doing this neck roll? He's like a like a skinny black version of Romanowski. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. It's Chris he's Bosworth. A, he's the skinniest guy with a neck roll I've ever seen. <laughs> Jay, I swear to God on my life, I, I, I got. I, these pitchers, I can't wait. To, they're blowing my mind, Jay. They got a player on here, Jay, that looks 50 years old. Looks like Greg Oden. Jay, State. Jay I'm, I swear, dude, I'm, you have to look at this right now. I know we're recording a podcast. I don't care. If you're listening to this podcast right now, go look at Micah Overton. At He is number 95 on Texas A&M. He looks like a 50-year-old man, that is, <laughs> and he is ugly as homemade soap. Jay, did you get the pitcher? I want. I want to. I'm googling a picture right now. A live reaction. Ninety-five. Micah Overton, number ninety-five. Jay, is he fifty-six yeah, years old? One down right now. I'm ninety-two. Uh, I just sent you the picture. Michael Overton. I know, but I'm looking at it on my computer. Okay. Yeah, he's at least thirty-one. He's at least, bro. No, he looks older than me. I'm thirty-two. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Predator. Yeah, he's a fucking predator. Uh, I hope we're looking at the same picture. Go look at your text and stuff. Let me know. Yeah, he's six four, six four, three hundred pounds. Uh, yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. We're looking, yeah, we're looking at the same picture. <laughs> yeah, big drift. Oh <laughs> God, he looks so old. <laughs> All right, I got I got like six pictures of the ugliest guys on the teams. I'll send you afterwards. All right, All right okay. you want you want to get into twenty twenty three schedule prediction? Yeah, I was I was gonna mention a couple more guys. Fuck it, uh, go with it. I'm sorry, I'm my bad. Go with you, it. You're doing you're doing the beauty contest. I can't help football. it. I can't stop looking at these <laughs> ugly fuckers. Go ahead. <laughs> so the only other two guys I was gonna mention was um, wide receiver uh, Chris Marshall. He was um, he transferred to Ole Miss. He's a five star wide receiver out of 2022. And then Anthony, defensive lineman Anthony Lucas, who transferred to USC, who's also a five star from 22. So three of those five stars in that 2022 class already transferred out. You know. Really? Yeah, so they don't have like I said, they don't have as many as you think because like I said, I already already, already um, transferred. I love it. I I forgot about the kid that went to Ole Miss. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You, you uh, got one? anybody else? <laughs> you sent me another one? I sent you all of them. I sent you a bunch of them. <laughs> it's so ugly. One of them's got oh, a neck man. that's at least two and a half foot. Oh my god. That's the ugliest group I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> 
Jay, go look at go. DJ Hicks number 13. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cody Polk. Oh, God, they're bad. One of them looks like Herman the Monster. Uh, let's oh. see, which one? Which one? Oh, which one number 60. So, number 94, you said? 94? No, number. No, oh, the, no, uh, DJ Hicks number 13. I'm going in order that you sent me, so I'm going from 94 to up. Okay, 94. 94. Okay, you see that one? Look how long his neck is. Oh, yeah. He looks yeah. like a Brannis- the Brontosaurus. Yeah. <laughs> the, the second one. I'm going 67. 67 looks like fucking a Mexican serial killer. But looks he, like the guy from uh, from Con Air. Yeah, he's hideous. Yeah. Number, number 13 is the darkest black man I've ever seen in my entire life. DJ Hicks. I've talked about DJ Hicks. Jesus Christ. He's probably a monster. Uh, number fourteen, Javen Javen Thomas. His eyes are seventeen inches apart. Oh, he, DJ Hicks is dark, man. <laughs> Told you, brother. I, I'm not editing these <laughs> pictures, 14. dude. Fourteen. His eyes are seventeen inches apart. Uh, number seventeen. I mean, he looks like a fucking fifth grader. He's a he's a he's man, from. Was it was it Haynes King last year with a bobblehead? Yeah, he's ugly as shit. Remember, it, it was kept showing his uh his head didn't match his body, man. Yeah, he was Bevo Lottie. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll let you look at him later. I don't. Know if it's bad for the listen. Me, I was just sitting here laughing at these people. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, they're so they're so ugly. Yeah, pretty rough, man. All right, you want to yeah. get into 2023 schedule prediction, Jay? All right. All right, I'll go through so, the list. Or you is there? You want to go go over something? No, I'm good. All right, I'll, that's it. I'm done with all the. It sound like to me. Sound like to me. You're high on Texas A&M this year. True or false? Yeah, I just I, I'm high on the talent they have, but I'm not high on the coaching staff. You know, I'm not high on Jimbo Fisher, and if he can somehow just get it together and and put all the pieces of the puzzles together with all these talent that he has that he's accumulated over the last three years, and I think that they can be a really good football team. Now, can they or will they is the main questions that, you know, you have to ask. And I'm not I'm not sure. I don't believe in them yet because if they had the talent last year and they didn't do nothing. Okay. Can they develop them? I don't know. Will, will Bobby Petrino be enough to come in and help save the offense, which was last, almost dead last? Uh, only pretty much team that was above was Vanderbilt last year. I mean, you, uh, you know. And that's a good segue, Jay, into – you know what's gonna can be one thing from stopping them from achieving their goals is this tough ass schedule, Jay Bird. Let's let's go through this twenty twenty three schedule. New Mexico Actually, Lobos are a thirty seven point favorite. That's a win. Yeah, they gonna. They what gonna about Miami? Can them. Miami? If the game is at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, can they get it together? Or are you are you like the uh, Aggies? Miami hasn't shown me anything, man. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick A&M on that one because, like I said, they haven't shown me anything. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Well, they have shown no hope last year of getting better. No At least hope you know last the recruiting, year. the recruiting at A&M, the getting another year under their belt. They look like they're trying to get let get Bobby Petrino's going to call the plays and not old man Jimbo. So and just and just you know if you had to if you had to pick a coach, Crystal Ball or Jimbo, even though we don't like him. It'd be hard not to pick Jimbo or Crystal Ball. I know Jimbo's. I'm not talking about national championship. I'm just talking like I think he just head to head. He's a better coach Fuck, as of right now. As of right now, but I'm saying that, that could change in Miami if he changes the program around. That could that could change. My opinion could definitely change. Man, the opinion and when Crystal Ball was at Oregon, that he was the fucking next. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Okay, well, he's got a yeah. He's got all the chances, and he's got all he can. He needs to do it at Miami before we just yeah. He needs but, to do it. Yeah, I agree. It was cra- was crazy about. Crystal Ball is that he was just like you said, Jimbo was at, at Florida State. That he was in Oregon whenever Oregon, you know, Lincoln Riley wasn't there yet. Washington really was down bad. UCLA wasn't really that good. But uh, I'm going to say that the Pac 12 is, uh, is probably the most underrated conference in the country this year. Bro, it is. Because I, th- I think it was crazy is that they're done, they're over with. I think if they would have based the conference off of this year's performance for next year, I think they would still be together. You know what I mean? Like, they would just waited, just waited, to see what would happen this year. But it was too late now. The, they're, they're, the quarterback play in Pac-12, dude, is unbelievable this year. Yeah. So, you know, even even Bo Nix, who was you know not even average at best at, at Auburn, goes to 
Oregon and looks really good. Revamped itself. Uh, somebody, yeah. Somebody said today on a podcast that uh, um, imagine you could go back in time three years ago or two years ago and be like, man, Michael Penix and Bo Nix, two of the you know two of the better best quarterbacks in the nation. You'd be like, what? Well, Penix was bad at uh, in the end. He was bad over there. That's what I'm saying. You'd be like, what? And so yeah. and now, and they're, so they're saying they're saying that about uh, which was name? Who? That, uh, the two quarterbacks, uh, Buckner and. And Mertz. Oh, God. Really? <laughs> They're saying that about them. I heard them say that on College Football Live today. Oh, shit. So, anyway, let's uh, hear it neither here or there. So, Mexico, they're going to beat them. At Miami, until Miami shows me something otherwise. And even though Miami has a showdown against Miami Friday. Friday night. The Battle of the Miamis. Who's the best Miami? Ben Roethlisberger versus <laughs> – uh, just about everybody. Convicts. <laughs> Convicts. Yeah. So, All right. They're going to beat Miami. They're going to beat the brakes off of ULM. All right. Then, um, then Uncle, oh, there's a freeze warning coming through, Jay. Okay. Here's where I still think they're going to beat all of them. All right. Just because I don't, I, don't, I don't think Uncle Hugh's had enough time yet. Just give Uncle Hugh another year. Uh, I think he's going to be a force to reckon with, but just not this year. And I could be wrong. I'll, I'll, I'll be rooting for Auburn. You know that. Absolutely. Um, and then, here we go. Now we get into the neutral side game. Arkansas, What they? when's the last time they won that game, man? I, I know. They should have won last year. They had a field goal hit the top of the of the upright, Jay. The, uh, the uh, Consider the upright as a cylinder. It hit the top of the upright, the top of the cylinder. Like that's unbelievable. It feels like they should win it every year, and they haven't won it. Do you? Uh, well, I'll check. Do you know when's the last time they won uh, the game? I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking right now. All right, I'm gonna rant while you do that. Like, so, so they so since since Jimbo's got there, he's only lost one time to Arkansas. Jesus, and it feels like Arkansas the last three years has had the best team. Yeah, I know. That's anyway, so, this is the year Arkansas turns it around, Jay. So they got they got to man. The only like I said, the only thing with Arkansas. We said this on the Arkansas podcast, and I'll say it again, I guess, for people who maybe didn't listen to Arkansas, but is that the offense is not is not what's worried me about Arkansas. It's their defense. Their defense is just not good. It wasn't that good. They were suspect last year, and we'll see if they can put pieces together this year. I think they'll be able to score on people. I just don't think they're going to be able to stop nobody. I hope they got especially some wide not, receivers. I hope they got some wide receivers, with, Jay. Um, Especially now, what's his name being their best defensive bass rusher, you know? Landon Jackson. Landon Jackson. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. Brought, they brought him in the media days. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's yeah. anyway. not good. So, I think hopefully Arkansas gets them. I don't think they will. I, I think A&M probably going to get them again. So, Jay, I, breaking news, Jay's got A&M going 5-0, and baby. And I, I really think they're going to be 5-0. and I hope, a hope showdown. Like I said, I hope they're 2-3. and three. I hope they lose to Miami. Well, we, I hope they lose to Auburn. We know I hope we they hope. lose to Arkansas. We know we yeah. hope. Let's see what you think. I think they're going to be 5-0, man. All right, then here comes Nick, Uncle Nicky and the Crimson Tide. And, by the way, I know yeah. Milrow played last year, but it seems like we've watched Calzada beat a and, uh, Alabama. Like, seems like yeah, A&M usually happy. plays Alabama pretty good. No, no, don't, 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 don't think about it, Rob. <laughs> oh, no, no. You, I, don't, I think A&M's going to lose every fucking game next year. I hate A&M. I no, I know what I'm saying. Don't don't even don't don't listen to anything I say or nothing. Just don't think about it. Just hit him. It's not gonna win that game. All right, love it. Alabama. <laughs> don't worry about don't worry about stats. Don't worry about talent coming back. Don't worry about Nick Saban. He'll coach that game from the hospital bed like Uncle Hugh. It don't matter. From the grave. Uh, uh, be like Jimbo. I'm not Jimbo. Jim Harbaugh. He'll coach all week and then give it to one assistant every four games. Yeah, that's assistant. crazy. <laughs> all right, Crimson, so, Crimson Tides win. But here's the here's the one right after it, Jay. Jesus Christ, what a freaking stretch. Tennessee mm-hmm. Vols, Jay, and Neyland. He's got to play the no. tie, then go to Neyland, baby. What do you no, think yeah, about he's, that? He's losing two in a row. Love it. What about South Carolina? Redemption game from last year? South South Carolina, it's at home, so I'm going to go ahead and give the edge to uh, a and I want South Carolina win. I just don't at home. I think, like I said, if, if, Jim, if Jimbo and um, – Petrino, and they had that, that team rolling like I think they could. I should, but I think they could. They should beat South Carolina. Even though Spencer Rattler plays really good, we'll, that, that should be a really good game, underrated, really good game. All right, what about the Clown Classic? A good rivalry in the no, SEC no, no, West. No, at Ole Miss, don't think about it. Just, oh. just, just take them in. Even man. though Ole Miss didn't beat anybody last year, Jay, you still rolling with them? Yeah, I don't. 
No, no, yeah, I think Ole Miss is going to be really good this year. Okay, damn, all right, Ole Miss, uh, that's a dub. I got them winning too. What about the nine-win last season Mississippi State <laughs> Bulldogs? No, no, they lost too much. Lose, okay, the bus all gets them. All right, Abilene Christian win and LSU Tigers yeah. loss, right? So you got them losing LSU, Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Alabama. So you got them For going sure. eight and four. So here's eight the big question, Jay. What does eight and four mean? It's in year six with Jimbo. Are they going to be okay with that? I mean, he fucking won five games last year. They're going to be like, oh, we're on the way up. But I mean, it's year six, dude. Like, I, I get from everything I understand, they're going to stay with him because of the money and the and that contract situation. But to. if they fire him this year, I think they still owe him like fifty million. dollars. Yeah, I thought I was sixty or seventy or fifty or some shit. No, it's like, like fifty, it goes down ten every year. It, it's just how could you? God, I mean, it, it, that's a, that's terrible, Jay. I mean, we've been caught in situations like that, like, you know, Les Miles towards the end of his career and not shit. Not like that. It's not, not like, like that. that. It's miserable. <laughs> Les Miles also never won five games. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he, uh, he never missed a bowl game. Yeah. So, it's just – it's a nightmare situation. It, it, to me, if they don't go win ten games, which I don't think it's possible for them to win ten games – like, no, they like that's the only way that their fan base can get fired up because if you really listen into the pulse of the, some of these fans, man, it's it's your six, man. Like, it, it, so let's, what does let's, eight let's and four mean? They, eight and four means nothing. Let's say let's say they, they they beat Ole Miss. Let's just say they beat Ole Miss. Okay. So they lose Tennessee, Alabama, LSU. Okay. The so nine and three, they get to the Texas Bowl. Let's say Texas Bowl. They play, I don't know, Kansas State. Okay. And they beat Kansas State. They go ten and three. I mean, you think that? Yeah, would, yeah. Good. I, th- I think that 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 would. I think that would just buy them another year in the mediocrity is what that'll do. But they'll they'll the fan base will obviously a lot be a lot better than five wins, and they'll say, "Oh, we're on the up." And then they'll say they can create the narrative of these sophomores are going to be juniors, and you know it could be true, but so more. So then, so then next year, Rob. I know we getting off subject, kind of. Okay, go. Yeah. So the next year they start off the season. In Kyle Field against Notre Dame. <laughs> I love it. So, Notre Dame and Magnese and Bowling Green and Arkansas again, Mexico State. So, that's that's five games. It's not only two of them are tough. But then you get to the nitty-gritty at Auburn, at Florida, at Mississippi State, at South Carolina, Arkansas, LSU, Missouri, and, and U- then UT. Kansas. UT baby. Are you uh, real quick since it's an A&M episode? Are you hoping that they give that game back to the uh, weekend of Thanksgiving and we get away from that? Because that was always the tradition. I'm almost sure Thanksgiving week they used to play. Yeah, Texas. I think I, I think so. I wish I wish that you know Texas and and A&M would have never lost that game. Kind of like Florida and Florida State, they never lost that game. You know, no matter what what conference they go to whatever they never lost that game and i wish they would have did that because i believe with menzel air and stuff i believe that a&m would have beat them and i used to i used to like it not like a&m but menzel was there and stuff and when they when else when longhorns played uh a&m i always root for a&m yeah i don't know how it feel right now they played this year i'd be pulling i'd be pulling for fucking sark baby that's hard to say. It's hard to say. That's how much I hate A&M. I'm telling you, I don't. I, I can't stay in Texas, though, man. I got you. My, that's how. That's just how deep I am for A&M. And and I, look, I, I'm glad that they've tried to fabricate this this rivalry with us and A&M. You know, they've they've done everything in their power, the SEC and ESPN, and to make a little rivalry between us. And but the, Texas coming back is going to reestablish that. You know, that's going to light that old flame because that's a real rivalry. And yeah. we got a little bit of rivalry with everybody. It is what it is. It's always been that way. We got a rivalry with Florida. We got a little bit with Alabama. We got a little bit with Arkansas in the boot and the old Miss, the old Magnolia bullshit. We got a, here a bunch oh, of shit everywhere. So, um, are, are you looking at the twenty twenty four schedule? I am. Brandon, count count how many games they had. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Yeah, something's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Huh, they got to fuck up, up somewhere. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, I've they, won can't play, they can't play everybody, huh? I hope they take out the Bowling Green game. Yeah, that's it. I don't know. Uh... Yeah, it's a fuck up somewhere. It did look like a lot, but. That's what I thought. I was like, man, that's a lot of games, man. I hope so. Well, it don't get easier for Jimbo. Like, and I just think this is, I think that's what they're going to be, man. And if they don't do it, they got to show something this year. 
And nobody would be surprised if they won eight this year and everybody gets excited or nine with the bowl win and then they get excited because that class is going to be juniors because we're going to be talking about this class if they're fucking gone. And I just, I just, I just ready for them to be gone. And uh, you'll, you'll never see that many. I mean, other than that Alabama class, it felt like nobody would ever top that class, but Alabama did. Yeah. But oh yeah, always. All right, that's a Texas A and M breakdown. Look ahead and. Jay, next episode is our biggest episode, right? Who are we covering next episode? Florida State, baby. Florida State. If you're listening to this, it'll probably be Tuesday, and me and Jay will have that episode out, the Florida State episode out before this weekend. And thank you to everybody who listens. And Wednesday night, listen to Pick Hub, mine and Robbie's new show, where we uh, take our five biggest games of the, of the week. I think we got six this week, some really good games. Make sure you listen to Pick Hub. Me and Jay's got our biggest episode coming out. It's going to be the Florida State game. Top 10 matchup. Jay, you fired up for the season? Yeah, I'm real fired up, man. I'm getting nervous because, like I said, we leave out on Sunday morning from Houston to go to the game. And, man, it's like you said, every every day it's get, I get more nervous. I listen to more stuff on on Twitter and, and, and YouTube and everything. It's just, it's just like you said, it's here. It's nerve-wracking. It's here. It's exciting. It's nerve-wracking. That's why you're listening to this. That's why we do what we do. It means so much to us. Jay, can I play your theme music? Play that theme music, man. Florida's going to suck. Play that theme music. Oh, let's go.